1: So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. This is how I woke up this morning. Organic. There's not enough makeup for me. Casey's the only pretty one here, so. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's close enough. Yeah. Right there. yeah look Sorry. closer, look closer.
3: <laughs> PJ on Racing Lives.
2: What? <laughs> Was Racing
3: Wives? I didn't see it. Doing? I don't watch it. I didn't it. Someone tweeted me and you said they, they
1: were playing radio clips and it was like me spotting through a wreck or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah. I was it. crashing. Yeah. <laughs> <Are> you? Yeah. <laughs> well, probably wasn't my fault. Of course. All right. You ready?
0: So say hello, so say hello to the yeah.
2: Welcome to a very special Door Bumper Clear episode. We have the defending champion in the house, Joey Logano, will join Brett and TJ to discuss everything from Michigan, including Jimmy Johnson and Clint Boyer crashing, numerous drivers running out of fuel at the finish, the best Bristol Night Race moment, racing lives, and much, much more. Here we go.
1: I say, I say hello to
2: the
0: TJ Majors, this is Brent Griffin. Get ready. Be ready. Be ready. White flag. Give me
1: what you got here. News leader. Watch out for this guy. White flag. Recognize. Yellow. Yellow. Clear. Bring home. Three wide. Come into the line. Door. Buffer. Clear. Hey everybody, I'm TJ Majors, sponsor the 22 Cup car, the 99 truck, and uh super special guest today. Here, here I am.
4: <laughs> wow, oh. that was a great oh. intro. Is that oh, your man. name? Is Thanks. that your name? So, so, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Hey, I'm Joey Logano, and uh, Driver. I, drive,
4: I drive the car that TJ spots.
0: <laughs> and we just found out a big fan of Racing Wives, that new TV big, show. Big yes. fan. Big fan. Did you watch
4: the I whole show? Not. I mean, listen.
0: Would you be on Racing Husbands?
1: No.
4: <laughs> no. But uh, I, I find it highly entertaining. Um, so did you watch the whole watch. show oh yeah i yeah. watched the whole show yeah my yeah. wife and i we watched the whole show yeah 10 o'clock why, why is she Friday not nights? on it why, why are you guys not on it um we're not very entertaining is, no. you know <laughs> listen if you put a a camera in front of us at home all it is is us chasing around huts and our little guy all night long and then he goes to
1: sleep and we're like yes and then what happens no way man we
4: go to sleep yeah, you're done. <laughs> that's it no there way no that's every night that's it your hey.
1: wife and her family are highly entertaining Okay. I mean, maybe from that standpoint, I don't there, get uncomfortable. That... I don't get uncomfortable often. But they managed to make me uncomfortable at a conversation one time and that's pretty good. They have a <laughs> yes, they want to try to make you feel they comfortable. They're very fun people to be around and they don't hold back. They're a lot they're fun. They're very outgoing and uh yeah. Your wife's pretty entertaining.
4: Yeah, she finds the the line and then kinda of jumps over the line sometimes. When we first started dating you know that was one of the things i liked about her she was really funny <laughs> but you know you go to some places you know some you know meetings or you know sponsor events and i was like okay Brittany, That
3: like, <laughs> <Pet> talk before
4: She has <laughs> a notch like just a notch and so she always and it's funny because she always like starts a little bit shy and then by the end of the dinner the conversation has gone way too far and they all everybody loves her for it because oh, yeah. cause it's all like you go to these things you're in a suit you know you're all like kind of stiff right and and by the end, you know everyone's having a good time, and that's what they really want to have. Everybody's normal. But
1: I mean, she is right, one
3: yeah. of the nicest wives. Yeah. I think she in the She's sport, a lot. For she's sure. a
1: lot of fun. You know what? If, what if we did? Uh, you know, like spotter wives show.
3: Ooh, that would be great. <laughs> this could be a and three sixty. racing
1: wives, right? It could be any. It could be anything, it any. It's just got. If you just say like you got to say spotter, because as soon as you say spotter, everyone's like, oh, Casey's sister whoa, was on there, right? Uh, oh really? Not
3: not really. She makes a few appearances. I think both of them do. Okay. Two of them do.
1: Oh. She so wants to be on it.
3: I mean, no. 100%. Why would I want to be on that?
1: Why wouldn't you? So how was the show
3: itself, Joy? It? Was it a good show? <laughs> oh, was nah. it
1: funny? Entertaining?
4: It, uh, it's it's you know it's it's there. It's there. It's, uh, <laughs> it's there. Uh, it's entertaining. It's entertaining. I give it entertaining. Um, how fake is it? it's it's uh I, I don't know i don't i don't honestly don't know everybody in the show very well i mean i only saw one I, I think there's some parts that are very real stretch. and i think some of it's some of its reality tv yeah which i mean the bachelor is not you know, real I
3: mean, like it's stretched
4: well, i think it's i think it's real but i think the producers and and just reality tv in general i think they do a i don't know if it's a good job creating drama asking the questions that's going to give a Awkward answer, or right. an answer that's going to go wrong, kind of like you are right now to me. Yeah, like you're yeah. gonna ask his questions and you're like, yeah. you know, yeah. right? it's like, oh, how can I make him say something he's not supposed to say? Yeah, That's what those producers do. Yeah, that's what, that's, that's what, yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. they do. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I just want to know, you're know if it's it. Any maybe that you know what? Maybe when <laughs> the
1: spotting thing uh, blows uh, up for you, you blowing you can, up now. You,
4: exactly. <laughs> so maybe you go do this.
2: So it's,
1: new producer
4: for no, Racing Wise right here. That's me.
1: So it sounds like it's about as real as Easter Bunny because some people believe.
4: Yes. Some people do, and I, I think there's some parts that are true. But I think there's some things like I mean, I don't think everybody goes to dinner with each other, right, before, but you know, they come together and then I think they let us see what happens. There's
3: everyone, like forced situations from what I understand.
1: Everyone's got their own sure. lifestyle yeah. with the track and everyone's different than not right. you know, everyone some people like to go exploring, others like to go to dinners as a group, stuff like that. So um I think so. Yeah. So anyway, so right? This you is, really um, started
3: off strong there with Racing Wives. Right. This is how right the show it. goes. It, well, that's I
0: what know. we were talking about
1: we, before we went live. We got this awesome script, and it's like. Nothing.
0: Well, here. I text Warren yeah. guess who used to work for me yeah. and now works for Joey. And I saw Folly yesterday, who used to work for me and now works for Joey. Joey how's everybody away from leave me. You. And, hey, and I listen, I text him, and I'm like, hey, give so me some. That's my fault. You can't pay him good enough to stay, man. <laughs> well, I know. You pay, you pay peanuts, you get monkeys working for you, right? So I, uh, I was like, hey, give me something good to ask Joey. And they're like, just don't ask him about fuel mileage. So I didn't want to start with that. <laughs> but we'll get to
3: it. <laughs> yeah. Well, on I, that ran note, out of, I ran out of gas. I ran out of gas.
4: <laughs> Let's just go more. right
3: into it. How How was Michigan? I want. I mean, Brett, I really think you should start first because you had a great Michigan too.
0: Oh, my Michigan was short lived. We ran like half the race again. Clint decided to. Race somebody too hard. I don't know if Menard came up a tick or Clint came down a tick, but nonetheless, we wrecked.
1: So. Look like he got a little loose. Right well, before you should it have
4: happened. been able to see it. You're mm. the spotter.
1: I follow the rest of it on Twitter. The rest of the race.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's that. That looked like a. I didn't see it happen, but I saw a replay. It looked like he might have got a little loose before it. Three fought. wide. You're up top. Bad oh, spot. Now you're wrecked. That's how yeah. that went. Mm. So, but it's, yeah. I
0: mean, honestly, I thought that Michigan race was better than the first Michigan race. You I know, didn't. felt like. Well, you yeah, did because you didn't didn't think lead think it The first race no. we couldn't catch y'all; nobody could. But uh, I felt like yeah. there were. I mean, I saw the 19, the 11, the two. I saw guys making moves and coming up through the field. You know, more so than maybe the first one. The 19
1: drove straight through the field on the first run, like yeah. straight through the field. But we well, saw that, wasn't that. A surprise. We, we thought he was we good saw in that. practice too. Yeah. And
4: I thought the you know the PJ one that they applied to the the top lane there um, that was a great move. Yeah, I, I don't honestly. I think everywhere we've applied the. The traction compound has been a thumbs up. Yeah, to me, uh, I it's
1: think been it's been better it's, this year. This has been the best year they've applied it, like in the right spots. Like, well,
4: I mean, you got to learn, right? Hey, well, and that, <laughs> I think they and and before I, before where we're at now, it used to just we used to just show up and it was on the track, and yeah. there was no collaboration between drivers and track and NASCAR on, on where we think in Goodyear on where everything you know should be and and how do we make the best racing. It just would show up on the racetrack and the racetracks were doing it now that uh we have some collaboration there's plenty of communication that goes out to a lot of the drivers and says hey what do you think if we put it here uh at this track and maybe here on another track and and how they apply it how thick they apply it there's a lot there's a lot of science that goes to this thing that we really don't completely understand yet but we're learning about it every single race and i would say from what we saw in michigan one to michigan two uh, I think that it was better yesterday. Where we track were track was to, wider. Yeah, we were able to pass cars. Um,
1: you know, if if I needed yeah. to, and um, I so it it's not like showing up in Kentucky last year and it's right in the groove where everyone's going to run.
4: Yeah, right. Because like, that's what it was. Like, <laughs> it was what,
1: Kentucky this year was good. Yeah, Kentucky this year was really best good. Kentucky really race good race we've had in a long time. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Well, except for the end. Yeah, we should have won that one, too.
4: Man, really? Like, <laughs> We're just bringing up. have go really good to about 20 to go here recently for us. <laughs> like, well, typically, really
1: really whoever good? comes
0: oh. on this show oh. wins, like, right yeah. before they come on or right after they come on. So, so I know kinda... it didn't happen last week, but
1: Bristol's probably. Mm, Bristol would be a good one. We, we should have yeah. won Bristol in on the spring,
4: too. Then Nakasha the came out
1: with, what, 20 Seven, to go? Yeah, we, then we pitted and never got back to the front. No. So,
0: so what is a PJ one like for the guys that are listening and gals that are listening? Like when you go up and get in it for the first time, it looks a little squirrely. Like what well, what takes it time to come in? What what is that?
4: I think I have a couple theories on this on on why, but it is at first it's slick compared to the parts of the racetrack that's not sprayed on. And then as it gets activated, whether it's heat or it's just getting cleaned off, uh, it, it comes in and has a ton of bite, right? And then eventually it wears off. It wears off. Right. I mean, yeah. you have that many cars running on it. It's going to wear off eventually, and and that's what we're going to see this weekend in Bristol as they apply that in the bottom lane uh, to try to help the bottom lane be able to keep up with the top lane. Five hundred laps of forty cars on it. That stuff wears off, right? Uh, and it's going to wear off. I don't know. Probably halfway through the race, it's still going to help. There's still some sticky stuff there, but it's not like it's not like it is in the beginning of the race. So I think just trying to understand that. Um, being able to move around this week is going to be super important. on um, uh, being able to run the top, run the bottom when you need to, get through traffic somehow—that's what makes Bristol. I love Bristol. Bristol's That's the best. A favorite racetrack. Yeah. I think it's just—I've never seen a bad race there for a driver. It's the most entertaining, physically demanding racetrack. Uh, I love it. I think the fans.
3: I mean, they create a great race.
4: Yeah, well, winning there is cool because you have, like, everyone's celebrating or booing you one or the other, <laughs> but they're they're all, like, right there, right? Yeah. It's got that yeah. stadium yeah.
1: environment, and like I Martinsville. think it's cool. Martinsville is similar. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. right on the front stretch. I think yeah. they should move Victory Lane to the front stretch at all the racetracks and do, like, a podium like Formula One. I think a podium would be funny. I think it'd be fun. I don't know if I want to do it, but,
4: like, think about it. Okay, so... It's not necessarily like F1 does it, right? But they never, yeah. they don't have the bump and run move, right? right. So they don't have like, yeah. they don't have contact. So them right. standing up next to each other eh, is a little awkward, but uh, it's okay. But like for this us, like gr- this sounds someone great. Someone can get moved out of the way and then you got to go stand next to the guy. <laughs> Amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Great TV. Yes. Let's do it. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Like, I don't really want to be put in that position, but as a race fan, I think that's great. Yeah. So, yeah, I say we do it. What I don't understand about podiums this is the part that I don't understand about podiums when I watch other sports. In this point, maybe the Olympics, and uh, or other maybe Formula One's even this way, is they celebrate for finishing second or third.
1: Fair. What's there to celebrate? You you didn't win. That's yeah, just something to go for. Though you get points, so in Formula One, points are big. It's about winning the race, TJ. It's about winning.
4: Yeah, win. you it's more win. About, it's about like w- the
1: number one. But That's I will say, there's always uh, yeah. Well, there is a, there is a second place trophy. It's like a participation trophy. Who wants a second place trophy? I got second
4: place trophy. I throw in the garbage. I don't want that. Yeah. I guess.
1: I guess to me, it's more about. Oh, like I think we should open up the front stretch and rope it off right after the race, like a certain area. Let the fans all stand in front of you guys and stuff. And, like you let know, them charge the field kind of in a way. But that's do, what they do with Formula them, One. That'd be cool. They rope yeah. it off and let the fans come in from the grandstands and stand there and like cheer and stuff that like way, that. That way when the race is over, it's not all over. You, know, you can leave and beat the
4: traffic if you want, yeah, but, but, but I, if you want to stay mm-hmm. and hang out, it gives you... So Bristol's done that before. They had like a concert afterwards. We won there one time. I just remember this. And then after you're done with Victor Lane, they had everything kind
1: of set up on the front straight. There's a bunch of fans there. And you yeah. go up there, you make a toast. <laughs> and i'm just saying for like kids man it, like you you just if you win a race no matter where it is you just made some little kid's day some little kid just became a fan of you that day that was at his first race and he he saw you win and how cool would it be for him to get down there on the racetrack itself just standing on the track looking at it you know that's you can, yeah the racetrack school yeah. exactly like a hockey game I and mean, getting to stand on the when, ice, is, that like, cool. ever, when, when is that kid ever when is that kid ever going to get a chance to stand on that racetrack Tri- oh, you know but what I mean? Yeah.
3: Some te- some like tracks idea. are doing like track walks, not necessarily with the drivers, but I also noticed that they're requesting the race winner the next day, like for an appearance. So fans do have the opportunity to meet them, but not necessarily I mean, the next day. I like, get his point. It, at least. I get
1: his point about oh, second or third. Yeah. Okay. Second or third does, I mean, when you, but when you leave second or third, yeah, it sucks you didn't win right? you're not happy right then. But at the end of the day, if you walk out of the second or third, that's a pretty solid day. It's solid, but it's not winning. It's not winning, but still. I'm not going to go home and celebrate. I mean, I'm not saying we need to go up there and and play the national anthem three times or, you know, something like that. Like, that's what Formula One does. They play their... Country's anthem or whatever. Well, what do you have about like country's anthems? I kind of, I, I like that part. That's a good part. Well, I don't mind playing the national anthem, but it, we're all from the same country, basically. Okay. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> we don't wait, do it three, time. <laughs> three times. Three times,
3: <laughs> yeah. Except for same one. one. So, three
1: times, America. I love it. I just I think love it'd be cool it. to Let's do it. You know, third place finisher. You know, so and so so so. Second place guy. So yeah. you know, and then you. I get, just think it'd be great if he had a fight in the podium. That's I agree. I mean, Daniel Suarez knocking for. somebody off the well, top. Like I can see that happening. That cat's been in so many
0: fights. Changing the
3: number didn't that happen in Formula One? He like changed. The number that, from like no, yeah.
4: rivalries are great yeah. for sports,
0: they're that great. That was the V8 supercar
4: when, race, was it? Yeah, maybe I
3: don't
0: know. yeah,
4: you get a little trash talk up
0: there, a little bit, and boom! That, so, yeah, so we great. always see you guys, right, you it. know, you'll wreck somebody, and then the next week you qualify right beside them, and you end up oh, in the always back of the truck. Happens. <laughs> what, what is actually going through your mind as a driver when you know that you got to climb in the truck with a guy you don't like?
1: When's the last time you had that happen
0: to you?
4: Oh, it happens every time, anytime something like that, I, I don't know, but anytime something like that happens, you're always like.
3: Is it yep, really awkward? That is awkward. the one I get in the
4: pickup truck with, or your your buses are parked next to each other, or your trailers are parked. Like, there's something <laughs> during the week you're parked next to each other in the
0: garage. Like,
3: you see them it's at something. lunch. Yeah, yeah. But crawling in the back it of the happens. truck. That's
0: a five by eight space. Like, and you you're, can't get out. Like, nah. I mean, it's, you're and you're in Michigan. It's a two mile ride. That's what do you do?
4: Like, there's times that you know you get in that truck and you know you, you try to make some conversation. Do and say, you? Hello, I, mean, I try to because I don't yeah. like. I don't really like awkward situations. I try to like, make it. I, just know kind of, camera, I try to break the ice. Like I was like,
3: oh, yeah, I don't know what's happening. The camera know? is definitely on you too, and they know it's a rivalry. They will yeah. watch you the entire time. So I try to. I try to talk. This is
4: the I try stuff that cut needs the to be recorded.
3: Yeah, they should have a GoPro on all of them. You know, There's it, or, times
4: that not a word is said. I've been through those rides too, where you just just get just look on at each other. Yeah. <laughs> Say, hey, man, what's that's up? That's it. And you wave to the yeah. fans. Go up there and see it. That's really yeah. Yeah. So awkward moments. I yep. think that's great. Hey, man, what's up? Uh, I had a fan. Uh, Good talk? I had a, a male fan flash me this week on the ride. Oh, front or back? And I told him to put his shirt back down. And yeah. he thought it was hilarious. Like, they thought it was fun. I said, put that back down.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Don't do that. <laughs> Jeez,
1: oh, man. <laughs> oh. He thought it was funny. Uh, Michigan's a, Michigan crazy. is a wild
0: place, man. That they party is wild. hard there. Yes. Yes. Yeah, they get what's after it. What's the
1: craziest it? thing you've seen on a... Parade that. That. Uh, no. Usually, so Martinsville is
4: usually one for me that, you know, you're going really slow, right, because the track's not so really big. you can big see and tight, more. Right? And you can... So, yeah, you can really make like eye contact with everyone. You can see them. And, uh, and I enjoy watching all the fans. Like To me, it's really enjoyable because um, you just don't know what you're yeah. going to see next, right? It's, it's like That's Walmart. Like you don't know what's coming around the corner next. <laughs> it could be anything. Yeah. People watching. It's awesome. And uh, so then you have you have fans that cheer for you, which is awesome. And and I appreciate that. And then you also have the fans that that are just as passionate about hating you. And that's <laughs> how many times you get film. flipped off. In, in, oh, in, in well, the, in the I probably get race. flipped off fifty. Probably fi- I get how you get fifty uh, a lap.
0: So every every race you're going to get flipped off. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah, that happens.
0: Yeah. <laughs> normal. Yeah. That's normal. It's okay.
2: I mean yeah, you, you probably get know how it feels.
0: Does anybody ever give you two birds? Like hold up two little yes, fingers so you at, get at the once. Two? Yeah,
1: quite that's it. Yeah, yeah, it's that's, like a fu Legano. Yeah. That happens yeah. all the time. They oh. must really mean it. If they're throwing two, they really mean it. Yeah. Well,
4: at the part that bothers me is like I don't really mind that. I just I love that they're passionate about their sports. Right. And, and and that. That's that actually doesn't bother me. What bothers me is when they're they're cussing and saying these things and they have a kid right <laughs> yeah, like, next to them. They're yeah. nine year old double like, burden
1: you. Yeah, and I'm like, come on, man, like
4: use your head a little bet. Yeah. I don't. I don't mind. I don't mind the the, the banter, the, the trash talk. That's fine in the right situation, you know. But I, I guess when I don't know, maybe because I'm a dad
0: now, I think this way. But I
4: think,
1: yeah, I <laughs> yeah, think maybe.
0: maybe maybe just think
4: about that a little bit.
0: Would Speaking of nice. dad, how's your dad, man? I haven't seen him around in a while. Is he still he's doing okay. Yeah,
4: yeah, that's yeah, awesome. He's doing good.
0: Yeah, yeah. he uh, obviously was a big part of your career. I think we've seen him flip somebody off on
1: pit road, haven't we? He's <laughs> passionate. <laughs> it was only one, so he didn't really kind of half minute. I love it. It was only one. Half minute. Oh man, that's
0: awesome. That's good stuff. <laughs> so, so of all the guys, and, and I and I told Folly I was going to ask you this. Like, I don't know that I've ever seen a driver get swung at more than you have in your career like is there it is there never one guy one
4: landed no not once landed on that. but but, but <laughs> is there one guy
0: that you actually look back and go you know what I kind of deserved it is there one listen have you ever seen a race car driver actually admit that they're wrong no
4: no
1: no so you're not going to do it I'm not going to no be the first do you, one to at do no that. point damn I make a great race car driver
4: um I mean I don't know oh he knows I don't know I mean there's there's I mean hey if you're going to go out there and be aggressive, you got to be ready for for the consequences. Are going to go back and forth. Yeah, it, it's it's part of it. When you look at any of the race car drivers that are running up front consistently for wins, there's conflict around them at some point in their career. Yeah, because they're aggressive. They're they're passionate. They want to win really bad, and they have the same attitude as I have. Because second is means nothing. Right. That's why they're winners. Yeah. Show me a good loser, and I'll show you a loser. That's my favorite quote. Uh, and, and I think that's just – I guess that's just how we are. And so, I don't know, if you feel like something happened to you, there's just Do you, do you be wake up happening. on some days being
0: more aggressive than others? I mean, because I see no. you race aggressively every week. But I'm just like
3: well, – As it gets closer to the playoffs and
1: – No, I, I race the same every race. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, you had to admit you were wrong and to me this weekend.
3: <laughs> oh. Huh? Remember?
1: Remember, uh, hey, when you you know when you turn off into one and you cross oh the, P- you cross the PJ one. Uh. He's like, I don't drive a that. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. And I that, have
2: a
4: problem.
1: The with- engineer brought up the video and he's like, Oh, I guess I do. <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem with
4: seeing some things on the track. Like anytime there's like cones on the on the fence and and they use markers sometimes to do like a three two one like a lift points and stuff. And they asked me, well, where are you lifting at the, the three or yeah. two or where, where are you at? I, go, I don't know. There's cones in the fence or there's this marker? <laughs> I don't see them. Squirrel. I like, if I look to the right while I'm trying to go to the left, guess where I'm going to go? To the right. To the right.
3: <laughs> How can you see that stuff
4: and look where you're going? So yeah, that's, that's at least my excuse.
3: On that pretty note, map. use this show as opportunity to talk as much yeah. crap about TJ as you want. No,
1: no, 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 no. Like anything okay, so he's I, I done
3: wrong. Yeah, I don't
1: really have a, a
4: whole bunch. Thank you. I honestly don't. No. Next question. TJ's pretty what? good.
1: I, I I, I wish I could
4: talk a little more crap. He gives me a hard time when you have in-car cameras. I look in the mirror. And I, I, I happen to look <laughs> well, in I the flip mirror my, I, I do flip that. my fan
1: vision over to his in-car CVC. and I'm sitting there watching. He's like, I'm like, you don't need to look back here. I'm like, I'll key up when he's doing it because it's live and I'm like. You don't need to be looking in there. What are you doing?
4: But you this, is, but that this out? is what he tells me this weekend. We're in the trailer oh, before wait. the race. Wait. And, <gasps> no, 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 wait. This is true. <laughs> and <laughs> This is a true story. And he says, when, when I'm telling you, keep him behind you, keep him behind you, I'm just assuming and hoping that you're looking up in the mirror, you know, trying to keep him behind you. I said, wait a minute. I thought you never want me to look in the mirror. I thought you always what? told me to take but, the mirror out. Yeah. Is what you always said. Tell now me- you're relying on me.
1: I'm giving you permission. Relying on me
4: doing your job I'm for giving, you. <laughs>
1: no. It's not not that. It's that because it's down like you know the backstretch to spotters. You can't really tell what lane they're in sometimes until the the bumpers cross. Yeah. So whenever you're trying to stay in front of somebody, you I can't be like, hey, all right, go low, go high, go low, go high. So that's when I kind of you know you're going to need your mirror at that point. You're allowed at that point. Okay. Mm. You're allowed. It's well, a breakthrough, real breakthrough. The show. Permission granted. Speaking of spotters, let's let's rub TJ, TJ's ego for a minute.
0: Um, you made the decision you wanted TJ majors to come spot for you a couple of years ago, and and what made you want to go get TJ? And has he lived up to what you thought that he was going to bring to the table?
4: Well, we won the championship the first year together. So I got yeah. say, yeah. We, Might we've drop. done that. <laughs> uh, honestly, so I, I I've listened to TJ quite a bit. Um, beforehand, he spotted for me in a, in a truck before, and I thought, "Wow, he, he's really good. He gives good information, uh, what I needed." And um, and and so I, I, just like I took folly and warned from you, I tried to take <laughs> him from Junior. <laughs> yeah. And uh, TJ's a very loyal guy, so he got, he got mad at me. He he, uh, well, he used me for negotiation purposes. I think the first time, and got him a great deal at Hendrick. So that's a. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, and then I grabbed him over to to Pensky when when Junior retired, and, uh, and and that was good. So I, re- I respect I respect TJ for for being loyal. Um, you know he had the opportunity not to be, and and I think that was uh, admirable. Um, and I'd say the first uh, three or four months we worked together, there was a learning curve of what I wanted compared to what Dale wanted, and um, which is just. The difference between driver to driver it's not really a a, you know anything that's just got to figure each other out um and i think from there really we've been able to grow to the point that we've been able to uh be on the same page on the racetrack he knows what i need to hear when i need to hear it um and we can just go to work and it's, it's simple it's a simple relationship it doesn't have to be crazy and and all this you know uh drama or like you guys have with all your your, your laughing and joking all the time, right. we're just not like that. Right? Right. I mean, that's entertaining. It's good, and, it, and I think it's funny. Like I like listening to it, but yeah. for us, it, I, I i can't I can't have all that. Like right. I, I gotta be i'm I'm happy and funny when I'm out of the car and glad to be there. But when I put the helmet on, I, I gotta go to work, and I, I'm just not. He doesn't. I'm a completely understand. different person. He don't even understand dad
1: jokes. We tell him. I tell him a dad joke in the car, and he's like, "What?" Like. <laughs> Okay, tell, tell <laughs> the you know,
4: Bristol story.
1: This one's good. So we're like, hey, you know, I'm like, hey, you know why racing at Bristol is so cool? And, uh, you know, what makes Bristol so cool? And he, I'm like, all the fans. He's like, what would you say? Damn right, we're going to win. Like, like we're going to win in front of all those fans, too. <laughs> and it, like, it, it totally, like, went over his head. I mean, what, fans, like, like, ceilings, like oh, the fans. Oh, I got it now. Yes. There we go. Yeah. Like, dead joke. He did, it went over his that head. Was, but, that
3: was a tough one, though, I will admit. Well, it was uh, well, like right
4: before the race, and we had some dad joke thing going around. For there was a little bit,
1: yeah. There was there a little dad joke stuff going around, but no, he it would, I would not even pick up on it. Well, the funny part is, I
4: can't I, I guess I got so I can only do so much in there,
0: and, and my sense of humor is gone. That's what personalities are so um, different because Clint's opposite. Like if he gets too serious. Man, he—I uh, don't know—he screws up. Like when he's really? when he's this typical. And yeah, and, yeah, yeah. When he, I mean, like you're you—you you probably smile more than any guy I've ever seen, right? But when yeah. you put the helmet on, that's not you. Clint yeah. is—if he doesn't keep that same personality, man, you—you you lose him. You know what and I mean? I think that's the hardest thing for people, for me, for people to understand is that
4: I smile and I'm happy and I'm generally like so blessed to drive a race car and, and I understand that, so I, I really enjoy every second. But it's hard for people to understand to see that and then uh, i put a helmet on i'm completely different yeah. and i think it's hard to see that light switch switch you know what i mean for for right. Clint, it's uh, you can correct me from but it
1: seems like it's the same it is the, the same, same guy. guy all
4: the time it is yeah and i'd
1: like to see your face i'm a
4: split personality i guess yeah. Yeah. i'd like
1: to see in your face whenever uh, i'm driving to disney and and I, I finally made the decision and i'm i call i call him and i'm like look i'm i i got to stay where i'm at i'd like to see in your face then I was mad. Yeah, I figured you were. <laughs> I'm mad. driving a dizzy with my wife in the passenger seat. And, I was. I remembered uh, a
4: conversation. I was in. I was in Vegas for the uh, banquet, <laughs> and I was. I actually stepped out into the patio that was there, and and I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" Horrible I was looking at the pool. I remember at I was looking banquet? at the pool when I was. Like, oh. <laughs> what year was that? Oh man, three years ago.
1: Yeah,
4: three please, four years ago. It was probably yeah. four. Yeah,
1: it was four, maybe. Yeah. Because then I went back for three years, so yeah, it was four, might even be you more. Went back
4: for two years, that no, was three. Was it?
1: Mm. Yeah, I don't remember. It's three, but yeah, I, I'd like to see your face then. That'd have been. I bet you weren't smiling for a few minutes. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> What's the first thing you said to somebody? Who's the first person you told that I said no? Um, I, I was
4: Travis or Mike, probably over mm-hmm. there. I said that at SOB used us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not TJ, he wouldn't do that. Never. Really though, it was it really really though it was a it was a decision I made with my gut and it wasn't you know, it was strictly because I just didn't feel right making that decision. So maybe well, you've been asked this before. I, I think it's a good thing.
0: Maybe I, you've been asked this before, but I gotta I gotta, I gotta ask you. Um obviously Mark Martin said you were the best thing since sliced bread. You came in setting the world on fire. Get into the Cup Series, have some struggles, but still win races. When you get the Penske man, you're literally setting the world on fire. Like, what do they have? What what was missing, or what 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 did they have that that you needed? Some, something had to have changed w- between you know those two organizations.
4: Me, me, probably more than anything. Um, You know, think about this. So I was I was 15 when I signed with Joe Gibbs Racing. They had driver development programs back then, to where 15. I they bought. All our Pro Cup stuff that that I was racing at the time, and paid me to drive a race car when I was 15 years old. How crazy is insane. that? Right? That never happens anymore. That is insane. Yeah. So that was a you know, but I, I started dr- driving there as a 15 year old, and it's hard for I think anybody to you get used to seeing. Hey, there's little Joey that his parents got to drop him off at the shop because he doesn't have a driver's license. And (laughs) it's hard as I grow up to become a man in that setting and a leader when you're still looked at as... as, Kid. As little Joey, that can't drive to the the race shop. So uh, I think I had some challenges there um, and I didn't know how to overcome that at the time. Uh, And I didn't have any any stats or anything behind me to, to prove any theory that I had or say what I needed to go fast because Xfinity racing over there was was really good for me, right? I won a ton of races. But cup racing was really tough. And I jumped into it and I got my butt kicked week after week after week after week. And eventually you get beat down and you're just, you know, I, I don't know what I need. I don't even know where I'm off. I I, I got to, you know, you got to take a step back and try to understand it. And um, I think over time, I started figuring out more about myself uh, and what makes me click as a person, as a driver. And I think over time, I, I kind of was able to get closer to that. Um, but it's still hard for me to break that mold of little Joey. Uh, and it just got to the point that I think, you know, you know, Gibbs just realized that, hey, we're just not winning races, right? And it's, it's plain and simple. It's a performance business. So you don't win, you're out. I get it. I don't blame him. Um, I was very fortunate to get the opportunity to drive for Roger Penske. Um, and, uh, I mean, just the, the stars aligned perfectly. And I was able to walk into Team Penske as a 22-year-old or 21-year-old, however old I was, 21 or 22. But I had four or five years of experience under my belt. I've been racing for a while. I know how big teams work. Uh, I know what I needed around me as far as personnel and and, and attitude. Uh, and been able to just kind of have that. And I think, you know, I was dri- walking into a car that needed some stability. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they went through three drivers in a year, right? So they needed something that kind of got them to where was something steady, and we grew together, right? It wasn't like Gibbs I jumped into Tony Stewart's car that won two championships. I'm, I'm not Tony Stewart. Right. Just yeah. not. Yeah. Not going to be, don't, don't want to be. I want to be Joey Logano. And, uh, and, and I was able to really do that better uh, in a more mature way at, at Team Penske, and it's been successful. So I it was new life. Of that. I mean, really yeah, the it scenery. It's a second chance. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm lucky to have that second chance because I was looking at – I mean, my, my options were going back to Xfinity. Full time with Gibbs. Right? Yeah. yeah. That, was my, that was my option. Yeah.
1: Uh, and – I think Brad really you know, wanted that, you there would, too
4: as a teammate. Brad helped a lot.
1: Because I remember the day when Brad walked in my house and we start, he's like, "Hey, what do you think about Joey being my teammate?" Because you know, um, we talked about it a bit, and um, I know Brad was really excited to get you as a teammate. So yeah, yeah, he helped a lot. I remember,
4: um, you know, there's been plenty of times before that we talked and tried to make it work, uh, you know, and and the timing was a little bit off from just the from the contract side that. I couldn't go or there wasn't room or it just wasn't going to work at the time. Uh, And and then when that 22 ride opened up, it was like, oh, this is perfect because I was going to take a step back to Xfinity. And you know how that is. Once once you already made a name for it and you take a step back, making that jump back up, it's hard. Is yeah, nearly impossible. Yeah. Someone and else if you is, do in the process, is going to be a not a very good car. Someone
1: right? else is already in the process of already made, making their name going up. So you're going to get back in line behind them.
4: Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So, so, but I got I got lucky there for sure. For that's sure. good. Very,
3: yeah, you have a 1248.
1: Yeah, yeah. I got to go to work. Hard stop. He's I mean, this go is a lot work. of
4: fun, but I got I got to work a little bit yeah. too
1: here. So the deal is, if we win Bristol, you got to come back because we had Feeder. We Feta came on and he's been on fire since. So, he okay. won.
3: Yeah, he won twice. And he Ross was on comes twice.
1: on, Ross comes on, Ross wins. Yeah. It's really? just how it goes. Yeah.
4: We're okay, good well, luck. Hey, if this is what I gotta do every week, that's oh, what I, I mean I you don't have a problem I don't with. Care. It. I right <laughs> on the
0: way to right on not, the way to Penske. Kyle's not coming, don't worry.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> 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 well, you guys aren't gonna invite him? How about we uh, bring Clint no. on?
0: Yeah, we'll bring Kyle and Joey on at the same time. Yeah, Maybe know, I'll ride together this you, weekend. I mean, do you
1: ever have Clint on I know we
0: need to win. We need to bring Clint over here next week. Yeah, that's a idea.
3: He's been on here before he has? Okay.
1: We've okay. called him. And, see, this is recorded. Wait, if Clint wins right now, is like he's still feeling really good.
3: Yeah, we have to record on, like Wednesday. They won though.
2: Yeah. Brett had to Uber to get. I here had to in the Uber too. And to we broadcast. called Clint. He was going to Twin Peaks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> lunch with a view. Clint was in, yeah. in, in
4: in good shape last week. Yeah, when, when I when I saw him, it was uh <laughs> surprise. That's a good shape. It was bad shape because it was after the good shape. Fun and shape. It, Clint it was it in fun shape.
2: You guys are doing all those.
0: You guys are doing all those four team building things, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure yeah. Clint's fun at those. He is. He is. <laughs> you know, Paul Bernard's a lot of fun at those. And I was surprised to hear that he's Clint so was telling quiet. me stories, and I was like, man, you yeah. wouldn't really guess that.
1: Yeah, Paul's a good guy. Yeah, I like Paul so a lot. quiet, like on the cameras and stuff. But when you get away, he's. Funny as heck, man. He's funny. He yeah. is funny. He's a good dude. Yeah. Smart Once you dude, get him too.
0: going. <laughs> yeah, real smart dude. He Absolutely. Is. Yeah. He, yeah. Yeah. he well, doesn't get enough credit for that. Yeah.
1: Well, thanks for coming. Thanks,
0: thanks
3: for, for having uh, me. Anytime.
1: Yeah. I feel bad for you. They never let you talk, do they?
3: Honestly, my part comes later, so it's okay. We're, oh, we're not we listening talk
1: too much because she has to do 20 takes on each one. So, oh, oh, that's so are you sweet. serious?
3: I do not do 20 takes. <laughs> like, so what are you talking about?
1: Okay. Okay.
3: You should have seats. so you can. Stick up for me when they you talk need, so much. You need crack. some
1: support. I agree. <laughs> I mean, they're
3: literally the worst. Literally. I mean, I'm usually
1: pretty tame. <laughs> oh Lord.
3: Is it because here. Joey's here that you decide I don't know. to I feel like
1: you made a comment to me or something and it
3: What did me I up. say? I don't know.
1: Well, I don't know.
3: Well we, we know. have some serious issues. <laughs> i did do you say we have good?
1: other sports up uh, football stuff. So we it's have a, a, it's a racing show. We have a mm-hmm. um our sponsor, Pristine Auction, who sponsors Casey's mm-hmm. husband and blah blah blah, all this stuff. We uh we bid on items every week. Okay, and we've been we've won these awesome. We just won another Thurman Thomas. I know you probably know who that superstar is. I Buffalo don't think Bill. he's ever heard of him. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo Bills running back from like the nineties when they were. Who's that those... Buffalo Bills? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna it's be that team
2: that the Patriots
1: play twice a year and then it's a uh, blowout and then yeah. they win. Oh, I don't even watch this game. <laughs> <laughs> So when Tom Brady <laughs> quits we're gonna start going to football games together <laughs> <laughs> that's when we're gonna go
2: so we do not need 22 merchandise to donate to the table it's looking a little bare I mean yeah I could, yeah, I could bring some stuff up this way but
3: he uh, he uh, we won't do this to the football we no. need
1: so that was a Clemson Tigers football and Brett hates I like Clemson the Tigers
0: I, I picked a,
3: it specifically because so Brett was there. being a jerk and it was signed
0: yes. and everything yes yeah but we don't even know that guy yeah, well.
4: That's a real, like, turd of a move
1: right there. I don't, <laughs> Thank I don't you. Like
3: it. <laughs> Thank you. Can you just skip your meeting and stay Listen, on the show?
1: He literally pulled a knife out. He pulled a knife out right I here did. and stabbed it. I almost, tried to get it away. I almost but,
2: took TJ's hand. Yeah,
1: I tried to. I better watch him. I, I don't need my hands anyway. So, <laughs> Not to spot. But, uh, no, well thanks for coming. You know, if we win Bristol, you'll be back. So. I'll be back. I'll be back. So, and, if you guys want me to be back, I'll be back.
3: At We've time. been trying to
1: get you on here for two years. I know. And he wouldn't ask you.
4: No, well, if you got
0: to ask?
1: I mean, how the heck do I we
0: know? We were going to do it. Finally,
3: I'm the one that had to do it, yeah. not TJ. You
1: <laughs> yes. were going to come on, and then we didn't want to do it because we didn't want any news to break about it. <laughs> Remember when you were like, oh, maybe it's not a good idea yet. Oh, before, yeah, before you yeah. started uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and then we kind of... And then we just put it off for a while, yeah. so...
3: Well, anytime well, if you, want, you to come, want me back, I'm here. Like, we can tell <laughs> Brett or TJ that they can't come, and then you can go in replacement of them. That's
4: right. I mean, okay. I need a Super break. I can be the fill-in. Yep. Or yes. your ass. Okay. Awesome.
0: Thanks for coming, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks All right, for guys. coming. I'll see you. Speaking of pristine
3: auction, Brett, what are we going to bid on today since you destroyed the one I picked?
0: Well, you didn't pick the right stuff. You didn't pick the Gamecock football. You didn't pick... Uh, anything that I have a say again. So I'm going with Post Malone this week. Yes, I'm not around, not around. Yeah, no, you that's who we're going with. Post Malone uh,
1: haven't been around for most of the shows. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just saying that's why he's my guy. <laughs> Just saying, <laughs> I love Post Malone. I like Post Malone better before he got all those face tattoos, though. But Pristine Auction does give us an opportunity to go get autograph stuff, memorabilia from who we want to
2: get it from, and I'm picking Post Malone. Brett, they've got a signed photo, a signed microphone, or a signed CD. Mm. Dude, microphone for All sure. Right. How much is that going for you, It's think? only $20 right now. We'll put our bids in th- two days of an it? auction. There's a couple of them. So if we don't get the first one, I'll try for the other one. That's but... right,
0: Well, if we don't get that one, then let wow. try for a photo. All try right. for both. If we win, if we win both, then I'll buy one myself. If we if
3: we win, can you get us tickets to the concert so we can all go? I don't
0: know anybody with Post Malone. I mean, you mm. have to know somebody. Him and Blake can do a collaboration. Yeah, we'll get them to do a huh. song together.
1: Do y'all like Post Malone?
3: I TJ, do. do. you
0: know
1: who it is? I know who Post Malone is. I do. I
2: recognize that song, but I've never heard anything else. Ah, <laughs> uh, jeez, Jason. because you we, listen to all that bro country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I found a really good bro, bro country. country playlist. It's been great. <laughs> I'll bet you did. And TJ, we did win your Thurman Thomas signed football last week. It actually went for exactly one hundred dollars, like we bid on it. So I
1: hope
0: you
2: I hope Julie comes
1: back because we're going to put the Thurman Thomas football and the Buffalo Thurman Thomas. That's fine. It doesn't matter. Have a Bills logo on it, so we'll put it right next to him. Well, Patriots fan, surely
0: you know this song, Jason. Play some words. It's coming. I don't know when it's coming, but it's coming. Yeah, yeah, i this one.
3: Yeah, yeah I that. How do you
2: not like Post? How do you not know who it's not Post not Malone, Malone is? It's not bad. I'm big country and Post Malone's stuff. All right, let's go into spot on, spot off. Spot
3: on, spot off. Spot on, spot on, spot, on, spot off. Spot off, spot off <laughs> spot, on.
0: spot on, you like it. Spot off, you don't like it, and you say why well,
3: either way. First topic. KBM drivers miss the truck series playoffs. Spot on, spot off, TJ.
0: TJ, did you think that Todd spot Gilliland on. <laughs> Did you think that Todd Gilliland
1: and Harrison Burton would miss the truck playoff being at K Busch Motorsports? Uh I did not. Uh Todd showed me enough speed in the races that he had run before that I thought he would I thought he'd get in and be in the KBM trucks. When Kyle gets in them, they're four tenths faster than everybody else. So uh, I, I Harrison, I was not sure on because he's pretty young. He's, pretty he's young. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I think Harrison's done a really good job. He, he just made some mistakes himself and it put him in a hole, and um, <clears throat> he couldn't get out of it. So I fully expect Harrison, if he comes back next year, I don't know what their plans are. He'll be very competitive next year because he made a lot of rookie mistakes this year. You know, it's not easy to, it's not easy to come out and, and, and just win races. I mean, some of these guys, they set the bar high. Some of these guys that have come out of that truck, William, um, Noah. Suarez. Yeah, they've come out of these trucks and winning races. Yeah. Yeah. I fully expect if they're both in them trucks next year, they'll win races. Yeah, I think, you know, we talked about this before. The common denominator of success
0: for whatever reason at KBM usually has Rudy involved in the equation. So, you know, Harrison and Art Gilliland have that guy. I've I've spotted for both of these kids, and I think they both are talented. I I really want to see Harrison do well. He's got a lot of good things lined up for next year. I think they are a little ways out on really putting everything uh, on paper and getting it finalized, but it sounds like that – Harrison's going to have an opportunity to really do something special. And, and for me, like I've seen him run better in Xfinity when he gets in the, the, the Joe Gibbs racing car than I have when he, when he runs that truck full time. So um, maybe that fits his driving style. Maybe a little more horsepower and the way those cars drive fit his driving style a little better.
3: All right, next question. Jimmy Johnson and Clint Boyer both crash and fall into deeper playoff bubble trouble. How about you, Brett?
0: Spot-off for us crashing. I saw Jimmy have his trouble. He actually was right behind us coming off a turn two, and he was being really aggressive and trying to get to our bumper, and when he hit the bubble of air behind our car, his car took off and went and scrubbed the wall, had a flat right rear uh, tire, and obviously gave him some trouble. So realistically, when you see that happen, all we really have to do the rest of the day is – not screw up, and and unfortunately, we we managed to screw it up and cost ourselves a lot of points, and certainly not where we want to be. I mean, Bristol is a place where we could certainly go win, a place we could go score a lot of points, but it's also kind of like a Talladega that can be a wild card race in terms of, as Joyce said earlier on on the show, like we get in a lot of that's a crazy racetrack. You got three lanes, a lot of wrecks, and wrecks there can
1: be big, and you can get in somebody else's trouble in a heartbeat. Um, you know, I like I like the. I like that we have some drama in the bubble area there it's it, it would completely suck to be in that area uh you got to race so differently um and you're it's so hard because you just you might get caught up in someone else's mistake so easily and it just really hurts your you take hate yeah i mean you hate this to make this
0: analysis but i think you'll you'll agree with me like you literally go from playing on offense which is what you know the 22 team's doing right now and the 14 team we're we're on this defensive mindset, and I think it sucks. I don't go about sports that way, you know. But when you get in this situation, strategically, it makes sense. But like, it's not fun to play defense. You want to be on attack mode. You don't want to be on, you know, re- reserve mode and let's be careful and let's try to get all the points. Like, I just want to go race and win
1: the race. So it's to me, you're playing. You're basically playing playing prevent defense. It's not fun, and it's not like most teams get scored on playing prevent. Exactly. Defense. So. And uh, you know, but you also don't want to go and be really aggressive and make that big mistake either. That's what everyone's afraid of. So, but I think you know this system's created this um, drama, whatever you want to call it. I, I think it's I think it's great for the sport. You know, we got some storylines to follow. We got things. Uh, we got the race for the regular season championship. We got the race for the playoff spots at the end, and and nobody knows who's going to run better than who in the next few weeks. You know. Newman's pretty good at Bristol, you know, and the way how hard it is to pass there, it could be Clint's going to be pretty good at Bristol. I feel like that's one of his better tracks. Um, and you never know, Suarez could just have a lot of speed and be really good as well. So um, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting and uh, entertaining.
3: We talked about this a little bit when Joey was here. A handful of cars run out of fuel in the final laps on Sunday. Spot <laughs> on, spot off. TJ, we're going with you.
1: Uh, just you know, obviously I, I wasn't a fan of it, but it's just part of it. Michigan turns into a fuel turns into a fuel mileage race sometimes, and it did. And we were on the the bad end of it. You know, if we would have got a couple of cautions the last state or segment there, we um we could have uh, probably been up there. And the four was a little bit better anyway. So, but I don't know. It, it's it makes it interesting. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm spot on for the storyline it creates for the TV personalities. I mean, they're able to really cover, you know, what's going on on pit road, who's saving, who's not saving, who's being aggressive, who's not right. Obviously Kevin and Rodney Childers did, did the best job out of everybody. I mean, to TJ's point, the four was the fastest car at the end of the race. The four obviously made his fuel mileage work out. I think he took fuel only on that last stop and great win for Stuart Haas racing. I mean, Fuel mileage is always going to be good for some and bad for others, and the guys that ran out, I mean, it, it sucks. I've been on both ends of this thing, and, you know, when, when when your fuel stumbles, we've got a little bladder in there that we can flip a switch, or the driver can flip a switch, and it gets him back to pit road, but it's not going to get you to the end of the race. So it, uh, I, I just think it's exciting for the fans that are watching, and if you're a Kevin Harvick fan, you're happy, and if you're a fan of one of those guys that ran out of gas, you're not, not. happy. Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, let's take a break and see what's coming up on the Dale Junior Download this week. The Dale, Jr.
2: The Dale down. Junior Download. Junior Download. Listen up. When you're done listening to Door Bumper Clear, go listen and subscribe to my podcast, The Dale Junior Download. This week, a true legend, Harry Gant, sits down at the big table. <laughs> Plus, catch us on TV Tuesday, 5 p.m. on NBC Sports Network. The Dale Junior Download available on major podcast platforms. The Dale Junior Download. Dirty Demo.
0: Man, if you guys want some authentic and affordable memorabilia, look no further than our good friends, Pristine Auction. This week we're going after Post Malone. Of course, every week TJ bids. It's something Buffalo Bills. And poor Casey, she's just trying to make fun of me and buy
1: Clemson stuff. So uh, go check out Pristine Auction. TJ, what all they got, man? Oh, man. Pristine Auction obviously has great memorabilia for sports teams. We got an awesome... Tigers, I don't know where they're from. The logo got cut off. Uh, <laughs> <See> we, I get... <laughs> uh, No, they, they've got a lot of, lot of great stuff. They have many different auction types, including daily auctions with bids starting at just $1. And uh, ending nightly. Also, the uh, 10-minute auction, which is one of my favorites, is a great way to bid quickly and win some cool stuff. Yeah, my favorite part is all the famous high-profile
0: people that I know that I've asked them if it's, you know, real. They're like, yeah, man, this the authenticity's there. I signed all this stuff. As we know, Dell Junior's done it. Uh, my buddy Post Malone, we're going to <laughs> get us a, a, a nice little Post Malone something-something this week. I saw, TJ, that Joy Logano, man, you guys had a
1: Daytona 500 win photo. What did it go for? $9.71. Man, I can afford that. You can if you also sign up because you get five dollars free when you sign up. So you don't only have to pay four seventy one out of pocket. Four seventy one to win a smile, enjoy
0: Logano Daytona five hundred. Man, that's awesome! I, actually, the first thing I asked Jason to bid on this week was a Bon Jovi item, and the price was kind of out of our reach. So it's good to know that some of those, you know, because I'm a memorabilia guy. I have some awesome. Uh, I'm on it right now,
3: <laughs> looking up some <laughs> items. I have
0: two Michael Jackson signed albums in my office that are phenomenal and th- th- like pristine auction just fits my lifestyle uh cy robertson from duck dynasty signed a photo it we went for 14 bucks and uh man it's just easy yeah i'm it's...
3: looking i'm looking right now christopher bell has a used visor oh from more than one dash for cash mm-hmm. uh joey's on there there's quite a few i think ryan blaney's on there so
2: and what's the code they need to get that five dollar brett clear c
1: l e a r It's quick and free to register, and like we said earlier, use that code, C-L-E-A-R. You're going to get $5, and you're going to spend, once you get to the site, you're going to spend 20 minutes on it, scrolling it, just looking for different things. It's kind of like what Casey does during the shows a lot. That's why she's not paying attention. True. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's a a great place, and you're going to spend some time on it, find some cool stuff. Check them out. Pristine Auction, P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E Auction.com. Let's go into the fast lane.
3: Three racing questions, one off the wall question. 30, thirty seconds to respond to each.
1: Only thirty seconds. How are you going to stop okay. us from talking? Good luck, fast lane.
3: First question: Kyle Busch now leads Joey Logano by twenty points for the regular season championship and the fifteen playoff point bonus. Who will win it, and will they then become the title favorite? Can what?
1: you play the puke sound, Jason? <laughs> yeah. Jason, that was fast. You were that on was top good. of that. Good, yeah. It would, have taken, it would have taken Mass in like five minutes to find that. <laughs>
3: so we know how TJ feels about or this that, one.
1: Or that was him puking. No, <laughs> I mean, I, I think TJ's got to answer the question who's uh, going to win it? And if it's them, how? You know, we've uh, we swung for the fence in Michigan, obviously. And Kyle wasn't that strong. He just took advantage of others running out of gas and stuff. He was honestly a subpar day for Kyle up there um you know majority of the race I saw him right around 12th so kind of a subpar day for Kyle but now we're getting ready to go to one of Kyle's backyards here I kind of feel like we handed that race to him earlier this year you know we were leading with 20 to go and we passed Brad we were going to win the race and uh we just didn't didn't we thought more people would pit so but it didn't work out so I feel like it'll be a battle it's going to be a battle to the end who get who has bad luck is what's going to figure this out. You know, we look at stage points right now and we, we talk about these bubble
0: guys needing them, you know, guys like Clint, Jimmy Johnson, Suarez, Newman, and those guys. But TJ, you know, and his team, Joey and, and and Kyle and their team, they're doing the same thing. They want those stage points and stage wins as well because these top two or three guys that come out of regular season, if they have a lot of wins and have a lot of playoff points, they almost have a bite of homestead unless they do something really bad or have, like TJ said, some really bad luck. So, I mean, you're chasing Kyle Bush. We all know, just like TJ said, how good he is at Darlington, uh, how good he is at Bristol, and obviously, Indies are going to be a track position game like some of these other places that we've been. But it, I just think it's fun to see, uh, you know, those guys that close together. You know, I mean, we've run, tw- we're going to run 23 races, and they're still right on top of each other. I think we finished second to Brad Darlington, didn't
1: we? Did you? Man, I think so. Yeah, we were really, we were. I think fast. We were we were fast. Yeah, so but and we were good at Bristol, so it's going to be a battle.
3: What is something you've learned in your career that you would go back and tell yourself when you first started spotting in the Cup Series? Brett.
1: Man, you always say you wish you knew then what you know now. Yep. You know, so I don't
0: I, know. I guess, you know, what I would probably tell my younger self, you know, because I, I came into the sport at 23 years old, started spotting at 24. I was the youngest guy on the roof and, and won very quickly. I think it was a sixth race. I'd ever spotted in cup and I started in the cup series I didn't start in a lower series like a lot of guys do you know I've never done a late model race never done a truck race never done an Xfinity race and here I am a cup spotter and won the sixth race with Elliott at Bristol so I think I would probably just tell myself you know hey it uh they're all not going to be this easy you know enjoy every win and I certainly have done that later in my career but early on you know, you were so caught up in Monday morning what you had to do for your day job that I didn't necessarily always let it soak in, but uh, that, that's probably what I've done.
1: Um, I guess, uh... I guess I would tell myself to maybe, um... For a long time, I probably... I probably took less than what I probably should have to to, to, to work. And, uh... You mean pay, compensation? Yeah, I don't... Yeah. And, um... If I could tell myself to go back, I would probably, you know, just evaluate yourself better at the time and, and, you know, get what you're worth. So I, w- I would probably do something like that, I, whatever that, I mean, I think that's at. the
0: hard thing for all of us is, you know, I mean, my first job in racing paid $30,000 a year and, and there were people, you know, that were doing a hell of a lot less and making a hell of a lot more than I was at 23 years old. You know what I mean? But I think to your point, we all just try to get in here however we can and, and Early in our career, it kicks our butts until we really get in here and establish ourselves and show what we're worth. And then once you show what you're worth, then then it's kind of yeah. like you can be compensated for it. But man, I I feel you on the money thing. I, I just think that Eddie Wood gave me the probably the best advice that I ever got in racing, and it was it was if this were easy, everybody would do it. People don't realize how hard this sport is. Like if you're a fan of the sport and you go, man, I want to work in racing. The grind is unbelievable. I mean, you're talking 40 weeks a year on the road. I got home last night, you know, 11 o'clock. I mean, by the time you take a shower, lay down, you can't sleep because your brain's wide open. Yeah, and and next thing you know, it's 6:30 and you're up and running around and going again. So, I mean, it, it. And look, we're we're we love this job, or we wouldn't keep doing it. No, nobody's forcing us to do it. But people don't always realize, you know, how hard it can be to to maintain a job in this in this industry.
1: Yeah, I made some decisions off of. Uh... You know, what I, my gut instead of – I made worse financial decisions for myself, but it felt right, the decision that I made then I, that I would have had to live with. So, and it, you know, I didn't want – there's a lot of friendships in the sport, and you don't – you know, it's a shame that it comes down to that sometimes. I saw so. somebody ask a question this week, and I don't think it
0: made it onto Jason's list, and, and the question was, um, have you ever mentored any spotters? You know, I saw that uh and 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 I can say that I've helped a lot of guys get jobs, you know Freddie Kraft when he moved over to Trevor Bain at Roush, I helped him get that job. Kevin Hamlin when he started spotting for Casey Kane helped him get that job. Probably the only guy I really ever mentored though was Tyler green uh, he he's a guy for whatever reason, just I ended up taking it under my wing and telling him everything that I had learned from the roof and and uh and I did help him get the Jamie McMurray job, which ended up being with Kurt Bush now so like, to TJ's point, the relationships, the friends, and the reality is if, if Brett Keslowski needed a new spotter right now, he's going to call TJ and say, who's up there that I should talk to? Uh, same thing for – I mean, I've had Kyle Bush call me. I've had, obviously, Casey Kane call me, Denny Hamlin. A lot of guys reach out to me and say, hey, I'm, I need a spotter. Who should I hire? So, so we're involved
1: on that side of the sport almost as a consultant, you know, to some degree too. Yeah, for sure. I don't think I've ever um... – you try to help young guys sometimes when you go down there because sometimes these other guys don't realize who all's listening. And like you said, one of the, sooner or later some of these guys are going to need a guy, and you don't you don't want them to just be off that list because of, you know some of their decisions and stuff you know and they'll get crossed off list if they act like that. So I don't know. You try to help them, but some of these guys, some of them, some of the younger ones have attitudes kind of sometimes, and they'll just. Some of the older ones do too. <laughs> well, they'll mouth, they'll mouth back. Like they're still caught up in the moment, and re- so we're not driving the cars, and they still get emotional about it. You still like, hey, you know, well, you hit us, we should wreck you. I mean, no, that's, you know, you should calm your guy down rather than build him up. Yeah, you know, yeah. so I don't know. I the only guy that I, um, the only guy that I that I stuck my head out for and got him a job here was Brandon Benish. Yeah. He was leaving. He was wanting to get out of Robbie Gordon, uh, working for Robbie, and we needed a, a shop guy here. This is when I was working at Junior Motorsports, spotting for him as well. And uh, and I, I had worked with Brandon. And I think I felt bad because I used to yell at him all the time when he was spotting for Robbie. I would. I, I felt bad. So he was a really hard worker, and he was a really great hire. And he ended up taking over. Uh, he worked on the car when I spotted for Danica. He was uh, He was working on the car, and then when I moved on. He got an opportunity to go work with her, um, and he's made the best of it. He's still doing – works for Chris Buescher now. He's got a really reputable name, a great guy, and he's done really well. Yeah.
3: This Saturday at Bristol marks 25 years since Terry Lovani and Dale Earnhardt's epic Bristol finish. Was this the best moment in Britain, Bristol night race history, and if not, what was? How about you, Brett?
0: I mean, that's obviously a strong one. You know, people don't realize back then we didn't have a tunnel at Bristol, so when uh, when you would get wrecked or blow up or have a problem, you had you were literally forced to sit on that infield for the whole night. And I'll never forget leaving the racetrack that night at how loud the boos were. It was a hundred thousand plus people booing Dale Earnhardt with all the energy they had. Because he had wrecked Terry the Bonnie, you know, and he said he didn't mean to wreck him, but he did. Uh, man, that's a that's a pretty awesome moment. But, I mean, when you look back over the years, there's been a lot of awesome moments at Bristol.
1: Yeah, there's helmet throws, guys kicking cars. Um, I mean, there's – I think that's where Greg and, and Kevin got into it before. Yeah. There's just always – your cars are close, man. Guys are – cars are going to hit. Guys are going to get mad. And it's a bowl ring, so they can't get away from each other and – um, it's just great short tracking.
0: Yeah, it, it produces great racing. And the old Bristol was uh, more of an aggressive style of racetrack with the whole knock them out of the way and pass them, you know, bump and run, whatever you want to call it. Uh, now you've got three, three and a half lanes. You literally can go around there. It's a phenomenal racetrack. If you want to see a wreck fest, it's not necessarily what the old place was. But if you want to see one of the best races you'll ever see, this is it, man. These guys are working their tails off all night. And the cool part is, We'll start on the bottom. Then the top will come in. The middle will come in. Like it's uh, it, it, it's all over the place. It's super fun to spot there.
1: You uh you get an idea on how good these guys really are at these racetracks as well. You'll see how precise they are going to be when they're trying to move somebody where they're where. The, I mean, we're talking within a foot of like they're trying to. I mean, it, it's just impressive if you get into that. Just it's a great place to go and see it. I couldn't imagine being a driver. That sucked
0: at Bristol though, because there's nowhere to hide. Like I, laps, I've been so. fortunate. You know, Elliot very good at Bristol. Jeff Burton good at Bristol. Clint Boyer good at Bristol. I wouldn't want a spot for a guy that
1: wasn't good there. Would you? Uh, be, if you get damaged or something in the beginning, like, <laughs> that's the worst. So worst place.
3: <laughs> Off the wall question: A West Coast restaurant is looking for a bacon intern to make one thousand dollars. In one day a week, taste testing bacon. would you rather quit your current job and take this or never eat bacon again? What do you think t j
2: so you make a thousand a week like fifty two thousand a year, not bad eating bacon every day once a week. oh man, Jason, how much money do you think you're gonna make when you get a real job? not fifty two thousand dollars <laughs> making eating bacon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Making <it> bacon. <laughs> How much bacon? So you have to eat a little bit of bacon every day. No, it's one day a week. One day a week. T- t- taste test it. Oh, I'm, I'm doing it. You're a thousand bucks in a week. Yeah, I mean, you can work another job for it, dude. I love bacon. I love the thicker you can cut
0: it and go put it on my smoker. Man, I love bacon. So I'd be down with this. Smithfield, Smithfield Original or Smithfield Thick Cut Bacon. Are the two bacon's that I buy the most of, but like the maple bacon, I'm not. I don't discriminate <laughs> bacon. I love
1: it all. Hmm. I'm, Jason, can you see if they can fly me out Mondays and bring me back on Tuesdays? <laughs> to
2: apply for it, you need to send a video in on Instagram or well, this is the video something. right here. Hey, <laughs> give me it. We should have told Joey you're quitting before you left. Well, no, I'm not quitting. I'm just going to go eat bacon well, on Monday it's, and what come back. Says would you rather quit job? Yeah, well, I mean, I'd make it work. <laughs> whatever.
3: What is OfferPad? We're the new way homes are sold. We're your online home buyer. OfferPad is the modern selling solution with a human touch that lets you skip all the traditional headaches. Selling to OfferPad means no showings, you pick your closing day, and we'll even move you locally for free. Go to OfferPad.com, enter basic information about your home, and the next day we'll send you a great offer. It's free and there's no obligation. We want to buy your home. So request your offer today. OfferPad. Move
0: freely tj i'm thinking about joining the
1: thousands of happy homeowners
0: who have used offerpad.com to sell their house
1: yeah everything is done online making it the easiest way to buy or sell your home that's the coolest part man is you don't have to deal with real estate agents you don't have to worry about paying a commission
0: you just roll on this website offerpad.com you enter in your name you enter your address they give you a valuation of what they'll pay for your home, and if you like it, you take the deal.
1: One day. One day. That's
3: Casey, aren't
0: takes. you buying a
1: house soon? I wish. Let's do it. She's not going to buy a house. She's going to buy a do mansion. You have money
3: to pay for it? Me? Yeah.
1: Well, how much money you need? You donate yeah. to the well, car. What do you need? I'll put five on it. Coming from the That's girl it? that stays in I the Four Seasons. I got
0: five on it. That's it?
1: You don't remember that song either. I stay at I the did. Four
0: Seasons. Yeah, you can't afford to buy a house with all the... Vacations you go on. Stop vacationing. Yeah. Go to offerpad.com, Casey, and let's buy a home. I'm buy ready. Home. Deal. Just tell
3: Chad. Get Done.
0: him on. We'll have him on next he week. He wants
3: a home and he wants a shop in the back to put his cars. Done.
1: Hey, I also heard he wants you to cook.
3: He does not because I'm not allowed <laughs> to put chicken in the car, in our new car.
1: Yeah, because you ruined it that one time. You I left did. it in there all day.
3: I didn't mean to. Bless. It's a long story. Anyways, Jeez. yes, uh, it's really cool to hear – a few people have reached out and mentioned how great and easy the process is for OfferPad. Um, so it's kind of nice to to see how people or OfferPad is making it easier now. to.
0: And they're a sponsor of this show, guys, so that's I all mean, the more reason. We should do a yeah. deal where if you go to OfferPad.com, just screenshot that you've been to OfferPad.com and tweet me a picture and I'll pick a random
1: person to send a T-shirt since TJ never uses social hey, media you know anymore. What? I did see a guy tweet that said he's looking for a move Wanted to move to a city, um, was asking us for our opinions on it. Hopefully, this guy is going to use OfferPad to sell his house. I hope he does. That'd but be he awesome. But he was also looking for recommendations of a city. He wants to get into some business. What kind of business do you want to he get into? He didn't say what kind of business he wanted to get into. Huh. But he was saying, he said he heard Knoxville was good. Knoxville where? Tennessee? I'm guessing Tennessee. Man, Knoxville, Tennessee is awesome. I would agree with that. Yeah. Nashville. If I were gonna if I were gonna pick
0: where I were gonna live at this point in my life and I didn't have children, because obviously children dictate what, what we're doing for, you know, recreational stuff and school stuff, but I would go on offerpad.com and I would go to
1: Charleston, South Carolina. Ooh. I thought you yeah. wanted to go to Buffalo. That's right. Buffalo. I dude, I would never <laughs> Buffalo is growing, just so everybody knows. But the here. weather sucks. The Six wet, months okay. year. Okay, I'm I love to argue that, but I can't argue you that. You
0: never see a U Haul going north. They all come south because they that's because two for, reasons <laughs> they're Democratic
1: run, they can't afford their property taxes after they retire, and two, the weather sucks. Weather does weather gets iffy at times. I oh. do like Charleston as well, though. Let's try Charleston. Charleston, let's have a bumper clear outing at Charleston. I don't know what kind of business you're looking to get into, but if you if you need you know, you got the right business and you need a partner, Charleston's great. Jason, can we record the show for my boat sometime? I would love to do that.
0: Let's,
2: let's do that. Can, I'm on, on a, a boat, boat. <laughs> and we've got a mobile. <laughs> Podcast, we did it.
1: We did it. it. We did that mobile podcast in my house that one time.
2: Yeah, that's right. Well, worst case scenario, let's just do a special episode. We can float around like normal and look at houses we want to buy from OfferPad. That's a great idea. Jason,
1: Jason B. at Kinko's flipping copies.
2: OfferPad is huge in
1: Charlotte, they're
2: huge in
0: Raleigh. OfferPad.com. Go check them out.
3: All right, ask DBC. First question from updates fanatic: uh, What are your thoughts on the four-car limit that teams must follow? Would you change it in any way? What do you think, Brett?
0: You know what, man? When I got here, uh, Bob Pockers was making fun of me yesterday because I say all the time how long I've been doing this. But the majority of car owners only had one car. You know, Richard Childress had two cars. Robert Yates was migrating toward two cars by adding the 88 car. But there weren't a lot of cars. And then in NASCAR, you know, Roush ended up somehow or another with five teams, right? And then NASCAR freaked out, and they made this rule that you could not own more than four cup cars, and they set the year in which you had to be compliant. It gave Roush a few years to get aligned with the rule. But what they did then is they, they made this consolidation era take place where all the team owners started buying and starting more cars to get to that number of four. So we lost... You know, the Wood Brothers, we lost Bill Davis Racing. We lost a lot of the the owners that, that, you know, Robert Yates Racing. A lot of the guys that weren't able to get the four cars went out of business. And then the Wood Brothers have since come back to full-time, but there were several years there where they ran a part-time effort. So I wish we'd have left the rule alone. I almost feel like, you know, we were built on free enterprise, and we were this – great model for people to come in and play. But then we got mad because we said, well, nobody can just show up and, and play the Dallas Cowboys. We need this franchise model. So now we have this franchise model, and it's almost like we're doing a socialism business model. You know what I mean? Where the guys on top are, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's a weird feeling right now. Because when I got here, again, you you had 40 different owners you could go to work for. And now you've only really got about
1: 10. It's just, it, it, it's very different. Yeah, i am i am a, I'm a, almost be okay with having if you want six, get six. I mean it's just gonna I don't know. I, I I I'm I'm fine you just it too it's gonna get to a point where you you can't you don't want too many because then you're gonna have to, too much competition within your own company. So I don't know. What's different is, you know, when we had forty
0: owners they were building you know their own chassis and their own motors and their own bodies and they were doing all this yeah. stuff. You know, kinda what we're migrating toward is you got to buy your hood from this vendor. And, like, they're, they're, they're making more common parts and, and suppliers. So, I mean, it almost would be easier now to own more teams than it would have been, you know, back in the day. Yeah.
3: All right. Uh, next question is submitted from oberry 304 who first mentions that you had a great article in The Athletic, Brett, then asks, what are some of the other almost was scenarios that didn't happen between drivers and teams?
0: Man, I gave you as much insight as I could give you. I don't know what more you want. I mean, I I will say this. You know, we we had a moment in Elliott's career when he left the Wood Brothers and ended up going to Robert Yates Racing, uh, where he almost went to Deller and Hart Incorporated. That's when uh, Steve Park was having some issues, and they were looking to fill a seat there. We worked very closely with Ty Norris back then. And and Ty Norris was always a a great guy for me in my career. We've crossed paths a lot of different times on the business side and the spotting side. And he's always been somebody that uh, I would lean on for experience and expertise. When DEI was doing its best post-Dell Earnhardt crash, it's when Ty Norris was at the helm and then Teresa kind of came back in and screwed the whole thing up. But, um, man, there's a lot that goes down. I mean, TJ uh, – TJ, uh, not TJ, Joy just said on the show, and, and, and I knew this because I was involved in some business things that made me cross paths with what Joy had going on. And, and when Joyce said if he didn't get the Roger Penske cup ride, he was going to end up back in the Xfinity Series running full-time for Gibbs. You know, Montoya had a chance to get the 78-furniture Row car that Martin Truex ended up getting. So, I mean, guys turn down jobs all the time, and uh, you don't really ever hear those scenarios. But sometimes when you see rumors come out, on J-Ski or wherever that don't actually come to fruition. It's because it came out too early and it screwed up things for people because there's a lot of moving parts and pieces that happen in this garage, and if one thing gets misaligned, it can disrupt the whole thing.
3: Last one is from Brew Garage. Knowing that with a championship and top-tier team, you have plenty of funds to buy some crazy stuff like Danny's basketball court – what is the wildest thing you have ever paid for and what purchase do you regret? TJ.
1: Oh, man. The regret right now is probably buying a drone since it hit the side of my neighbor's house a couple weeks ago. Your drone did? What? Yeah. You I'm bought not. a drone. <clears throat> I've had it for a while. Okay, you were flying it. Oh, uh, yeah, I thought I was flying
0: it. And you drove it. You flew it right into the house. Uh, Yeah.
1: Did it do damage to my drone? <laughs> House one, drone zero. Yeah, no, it destroyed by it. It was brick, Ugh. brick versus drone. Brick wins. How much
0: is a drone? How much is a good drone? I'm assuming you got a good drone.
1: Uh, yeah, you're gonna spend anywhere from probably a thousand to thirteen, fourteen hundred. Ooh, oh, I'm not happy about it. So your drone's killed. Oh, it's killed. It, yeah, you it's can't kill You can't. Is it under warranty for that kind of stuff? Is I've there insurance had it for policies? too many years. i I started looking up websites or whatever that I can maybe send it off to and maybe. I mean. If you got to pay a couple hundred to get this thing fixed, it's probably worth it at that point.
2: Yeah. I saw yeah. a video of a guy that his drone's battery was dying. It was over oh, the yeah, lake, I saw and that. so he had to, like, swim out and catch the drone right before it hit the water.
1: He must have swam 25 yards yeah. into this lake while well, his drone's battery was dying, and it's just slowly going down. <laughs> he gets to it about six inches before it hits the water. And the drone's recording the whole it records time. records the whole time. Dude, that's awesome. cool. So, yeah. People so. don't
0: realize, man, Denny's basketball court
1: is nothing compared to what Denny Hamlin's bought. Yeah, I mean, he's got like his Daytona 500 cars in his living room. He built a room on his next to his living room. His, there's, that's nothing. No. Denny no. Hamlin is, uh,
0: Denny Hamlin's bought a lot of stuff. I would say probably the only thing I really ever wasted money on is I bought a, a Harley V Rod and I never rode the damn thing and it sat in my garage and collected dust. I paid about 20 grand for it and I sold it for five, so I lost
2: $15,000. And I'm telling you, I didn't ride it. 5,000 miles in 15 years. What an idiot. Yeah, that's pretty much an idiot. Yeah. All right, who wins the shirt? Which question was best this week? Uh, probably the four-car limit guy. All right, updates, Fanatic. I'll reach out to you for your shirt. And then our review winner came from EJ Fenham on Twitter. He submitted this on iTunes, said, Any NASCAR fan has to listen to this podcast. I wait for it to come out every Monday. Freaking excellent. And he also <laughs> said, As a Bama fan, I also hate everything orange. At a boy. We, you're damn right we're sending this guy a door, rubber, clear uh clear T-shirt by Offerpad. That's awesome. Yep. So keep sending those questions in, and we'll pick a winner each week. Also on iTunes, leave a review, and I'll check them and make sure you tweet them to me as well. All right. Anything to rant about? No, nah, man. I mean, yeah, a little
1: bit. Just real quick. Yeah. If you're – I, 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 you know what? Never mind. No, no do it. Say it. So when you, you got a groove that. that's a momentum racetrack – And you you catch cars like we talked about it before. Why do they wait till you get there to get side by side? I don't know, man. Or if you know you're going to slide up off the corner, like you need the room off the corner, and here they are just right there. You can run the same speed almost that they're running. They can run the same speed where they're at right there if they just move down and you don't kill people's runs and you don't. I mean, it changes races. It's so hard. Who was in a 53 yesterday?
2: Spencer Boyd, first career cup start.
1: Yeah, that... He finally that, got parked. Yeah, that... I mean, just... Listen, it's not... I'm not going to buy this. Oh, I can't run the bottom. We can't run the bottom. Yes, you can. You can <laughs> run lower and move out of... Like, when people... When cars are coming to a place like Michigan or a mile and a half, anywhere really, if you've got to lift off the corner for a lapped car, you're in trouble. Yeah. You're in trouble. It kills you. It, it, and you can't lift really on entry because that guy's going to drive up to you and maybe get inside of you, force you up behind that guy. Something's going to go down. So the way to around this is lift early, roll to the bottom, and just let everybody motor on by and move back up, getting the draft. There's there was cars that were repetitively not adhering at all, that, that's their choice. But that's just this no like that's oh, aggravates the hell out of me. I feel you. I feel you,
0: man. I'm telling you what though, DBC picks. I had you mm-hmm. all day yesterday, right until
1: Amarola and Hemric got together. That's basically like. All my losses to you, so <laughs> I had you in basically all of them. So, was,
2: TJ won with uh, the Benedetto over Brett's Hemrick. I'm going go, to go. 13-9, Yeah, we're going to Bristol. I know what you're going to do now. We're you're gonna going to pick D. Benedetto? Huh? No, we're going to
1: Bristol.
0: And I feel like this guy got a stage win earlier in the year at Bristol. And I feel like it, you
1: know, he needs a good run. So, I'm going to go out on a limb here and pick Ty Dillon. Sweet. I'm really glad about that because I'm going to go ahead and take Hemrick. Hemrick in the house. And then what do we got after that? Darlington? Darlington. And in Indy. And in Indy. We got three more, and I'm literally
2: out of drivers. Yeah, I'm going to go with Menard after this anyway, yeah, so. I figured you would. Couple. I haven't watched a movie in a week, or a couple of weeks. Let's just name one real quick. What am I going to watch? Uh, Anything. Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good one. All right. It's a pretty good one. Sounds good. Revenge Avenger. of the Nerds. All, All right. right. Thanks for joining us. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Joey wasn't too boring. He was in a good mood. To he's have always, run out of gas and lost the race. He's yesterday. always in a good mood. Yeah. He's always in it. I mean, you can only do what
0: you can, what you can do. Well I mean if I was a cup champion and won a lot of races, I'd be in a good mood too. We got another race next week. So I just I mean I'm really surprised that he watches Racing Lives. That was if you would have told me when we started this <laughs> show that Joey Logano was going to tell me he watched Racing Lives, uh, I would have
1: said, No, nah, you're no, no, there's
0: no yeah. way. He just it, had to uh,
2: hear TJ's appearance on it this week. It
1: doesn't surprise me that he watched it doesn't surprise I'm, me a bit. I'm, I'm surprised yes I'm not gonna watch it for those yeah, of I'm you not who are either. listening I, re- I think you just Jesus. need to
2: watch I watched it once to see what went down it's so fake and so dramatic I would run my ass dramatic. across a cheese grater before I would watch yeah that me show.
1: too alright I gotta go
0: we're out see
2: check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube Twitter Facebook and Instagram Dirty Mo